welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Okay, so this morning, we are going to be talking about standards versus requests. And what we mean by that is a lot of times we hear, um, I set boundaries, but my (laughs) husband won't respect them, right? Or, um, you know, so-and-so won't respect them, boundaries don't work. And, and I hear this pretty frequently for those that are newbies to boundary setting, right? This is part of the process of learning. Or too many exceptions. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I can't um, set a boundary with my mom or my children or, you know, there's, we, and we've talked about these exceptions mm-hmm. before that we're actually living at their mercy if we allow an exception to our values. So, um <clears throat> There's two very distinct things that are important in relationships. One is your standards or boundaries. I think that um, there, there's some small differences there, um, but standards and boundaries are both really important. But the, the thing about standards and boundaries is that they're requirements. They aren't negotiable. They are, you know, this is, this is what's required to access my space. Or a standard, for example, might be um, a standard for being in in a close relationship with me is um, no substance addictions. That's a biggie for me. Um, Or uh, no lying. Like those would be standards that if, if you show me that your true colors are different than that, it's not that I have judgment towards you. It's that you're just not a good fit for a relationship with me. So those standards, <clears throat> we have a lot of programming to overcome because we often feel guilty for having those standards. In fact, it, I still deal with those feelings when I say um, I'm not willing to be in a close relationship with someone who is currently using substances. Um, that can still feel like, oh, you know, I'm such a snob for mm-hmm. saying that. But um, after many years of blowing past my values and my desires about healthy being in a healthy relationship i've learned that 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 is a standard that i have to honor me so um boundaries and standards are requirements right and so when i see something that's out of alignment with that it's my job to walk away but then the other side of that requests and this is where we get hung up because we're often treating standards and boundaries as if they are requests. We're treating them as if we're saying, will you please do blah, 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 instead of this is a requirement to be in relationship with me. Requests, however, there's still a really important um, function in relationships. Requests are important because we may have times um, when we say, you know, it would be really meaningful to me if you uh, got me some flowers or I'm really in need of an outing. This is not a boundary, right? right? This isn't a requirement. This is simply communicating with... What your needs are or or your desires might be. Right, but it's not a, you know, I'm going to leave the relationship if this doesn't happen. If you don't bring me flowers. 
Right. And so, you know, Marie, I think you've been really great at um, sharing this information, you know, with you and Joe, you're really able to share your requests. And these aren't hardline standards. These are, you know, just communicating, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm needing right now. So, Marie, do you want to share a little bit of insight about requests and how in your relationship with Joe, or you can show, yeah. share outside of romantic relationships too, but like being able to express what you're wanting. Yeah, um, I like that. I think in order for people to feel success in their relationship, it's nice to know things that would um, enhance your relationship or make uh, make me happy is, not, is a little weird to say, but yeah. things that just create joy for me. And so... In our relationship, Joe feels successful in the relationship. If I, I explain to him what things matter to me, what things are important to me, and it, it's outside of the boundaries. But yes, it would be nice to have flowers right now. He actually became um, super husband because he, you know, he would show up at school with flowers for me and um, it would be the beginning of the school year. But what people didn't know on the backside was that I was requesting him to get me flowers so that I could start my school year off in this really fun manner and be able to, um, I don't know, it was just something that I loved and something that I thought was cool. Or, you know, asking for little things that um, bring, maybe, maybe it's a massage, maybe it's um, whisper sweet nothings. I'm not sure, you know, what the requests are, but it's way different. It's not something that I'm saying, if you don't do this, then, um, I'm, I'm going to bail, right? It's just those really, it would be nice if kind of request. It's not a non-negotiable. It's not a non-negotiable. Marie, can you share a difference between like something that would be a non-negotiable that would be a standard for you versus, a request? Well, one of the things in our relationship, and we both agreed to this, is um, absolutely no cheating. Uh, it's it just it ruins the integrity of the relationship, and it's dis it's dishonest in so many ways. So um, one of the things he said in one of our conferences is like, someone goes, well, what is you know a boundary? He goes, well, if she cheats on me, her shit's out on the lawn. <laughs> It's pretty clear, um, you know, maybe there's some negotiable things in there. I, I, I would highly doubt it, but those, that's one of the ones. And absolutely, when we're talking, it there's no yelling, no screaming, no name calling. We have some pretty strong boundaries around communication and conflict. So how to handle conflict. If you need time out, then go take some cave, we call it cave time. Go take cave time. It is time that is honoring you removing yourself from the relationship is very honoring to both of us because you might say something or do something that isn't um, helpful to the relationship. So that's those are a few of our kinds of standards as far as you know how to handle conflict. Yeah. It's super huge. I know a lot of women get hung up on the idea of setting non-negotiables because it feels unloving, right? It feels unloving to be in a marriage and to say, no, I still believe that if these things were to happen, I would leave. Has that ever felt hard for you or is that difficult to say? Like, I would walk away from my relationship with Joe as much as I love him. Yeah. I still would if these things happened. Is that a hard? Well, I think 
it used to be hard. And I think when you realize the importance of what you value most and honoring myself and how I feel and the relationship is a stronger value than holding on to someone, Joe or anyone, at, at the cost of um, giving up what I truly believe in. So is it hard? Would, would, I, would I miss Joe if these... Sure, I would totally miss him, but he knows that I don't need him or require him to have a healthy, successful life. I just want him in my space because he's a pretty awesome dude. But it doesn't mean that there's not a standard or a requirement for us to stay together. As, as terrible as that sounds and as much as I love him, it would be an honoring, loving thing to let him go if, if those boundaries were broken. Right. And, you know, something that has been really key for me over the last year is really an acute awareness of my standards being a direct reflection of my self-worth. Mm. The, the higher, the, the deeper level I have of self-worth, the higher my standards are. So what, what often happens for me is, um, I know I'm really hitting my growth edge if my standards feel outrageous. <laughs> I like it. So, for example, this last week, so um, I, I deeply, deeply appreciate my relationship with my boyfriend, Carter. And one of our values really is we have both mutually agreed that we have a very clear idea of what a relationship means. And a relationship is there to empower both of us. And if our relationship at any point is not making us better versions of ourselves, nourishing us and empowering us to, you know, better um, live in our purpose, then the most loving thing that either of us could do is to walk away from the relationship. And we mutually believe that. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's that's a, a transparent thing for us and, and something that we're always aware of. And I think that that gives us a level of accountability with mm -hmm. each other as well. Um, and like you said, empowering. How empowering is it to know where those edges are mm -hmm. or, you know, to have an idea? It would be just like if we we decided to play Monopoly and everybody had a different set of rules and it was just this crazy free-for-all. No one knows how to play the game or, you know, win the game if, if that's your goal. But <laughs> Well, yeah, and so clarity is a really big piece too. So we're constantly um, learning what our standards are. So I'm, I know that I'm still far away from understanding all of my mm. standards that I will ever know. I know a certain level and sometimes... Um, something that is really unpleasant to me will happen. And then I'll go, oh, there's a there's new a standard. <laughs> I just identified a new standard. And that is the beauty of um, resentment or frustration or any of these negative feelings. It is guidance for me to go, oh, there's, there's that value that's really important to me. And I get to shore up this, this new standard. And so... Um, this last week I identified a new standard, which to me was, um, I really don't enjoy, uh, romantic partnerships where they're, where one of us is socializing in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But when I was discovering this new standard for me, I felt so much come up that was, you know, you're being outrageous, you're being unrealistic, that's too much to ask, that's um, controlling, like all of these, all of this resistance came up. And so it's been a practice to learn how to shut down the chatter and to say, I'm allowed to have this desire. And it doesn't mean I'm saying that the other person is bad and wrong for um, if they don't line up. But it's my obligation to myself to communicate that and to say, this is really important to me. And this is a standard. This is not a request. This is a standard. And if that's not okay with you, that's all right. It's just not a fit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having the courage to have those decisions, because this goes back to the idea that we were talking about. in my relationship today, we want each other to share our standards, and we believe wholeheartedly that um, by by both of us honoring each other's standards, that's how we have um, the most empowering relationship. Mm-hmm. Is if I am somehow out of alignment with his standards, then I don't want him to stay caged in a mm-hmm. relationship with me. We'll both be miserable. And vice versa. Resentment, yeah. Right, so, um, and very often it's interesting because if either of us share a standard, then it's just the communication of that where we're like, yeah, of course, you know, that makes and sense. I don't mind that. sometimes we cause ourselves this grief and worry, well, I don't know if I can bring that up. And, and then they're like, sure. It's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and it's such a testament to the relationship, mm-hmm. too. Um, because every time that there has been either of us that have said, you know, this, this hurts or this doesn't feel good, um, there is because the relationship is important and it's not a hierarchy, it's a Mm -hmm. partnership and it's not, we're not okay with win-lose situations. Mm -hmm. That is a partnership. There's no win-lose situations in a partnership. There's only win-wins only. And so because of that, the response is always very telling. There's always, Oh, of course, of course I don't mind making, you know, that's not a, Mm -hmm. that's not a small uh, or, I mean, that's that's not a, a big ask. That's mm-hmm. um, something that I'm glad to do. Um, and if if that's ever not the answer, then we'll cross that bridge, too. Sure. And that's why I think partnerships are truly a very courageous thing to do mm-hmm. because it requires honesty, full honesty, to be able to say, I don't line up with that. Or to say... And courage to bring it up. And they have those conversations. Yep. And to say this is a value for me. And in order to honor myself, I'm going to express this value and this standard, even if it means discovering that we're not a match mm-hmm. anymore. That's tough. But that's that's so much more courageous than the alternative, which is saying, like, I'm afraid of losing the relationship, so I won't speak. Mm-hmm. Or hanging on for me. dear life, even if it's not a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. Hanging on for dear life because you want that companionship and you're afraid that you'll never, ever find another one. Yep. Um, yeah, we've had those conversations too, but usually it's fear of losing the relationship that makes us compromise mm-hmm. what we value or what we are are asking for our requirements. Mm-hmm. Holding on 
and and so dishonoring to both of us absolutely yeah so i think that's a whole new paradigm to believe like i want to hear your standards and if if i'm not a match for your standards i'll I'll gladly Mm -hmm. i'll gladly release you so that you can honor these standards like that's that's a whole different way of having loving relationships Mm -hmm. um and being willing to listen because sometimes in relationships those are one way mm-hmm. one partner versus another well um, so creating that space that both of you are mutually giving and receiving mm-hmm. those standards as well as values because that's what increases that happiness as mm-hmm. well and also knowing my my person's in, in any relationships standards and values it, it allows me to make decisions better it more it's not as um, excruciating because mm-hmm. I know where I stand and I know where my, where my relationship stands. It just makes things a lot easier too. Yep. It's not as torturous. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of guesswork. And not just guesswork, um, but in the old way of doing relationships, it's not only guessing, but it is, it's a continual process of self-betrayal because if my guess is that you're not going to be okay with my standard, I just don't speak it. Mm-hmm. I just accommodate myself to whatever I think your decision is going to be, which is... Causes more resentment. <laughs> and it's not loving to either person. It's not what actually is going to serve um, that person or the world because mm-hmm. the, the world deserves to have you in your most um, thriving, tapped in, turned on, you know... Yeah, vibrant to do. <laughs> person. Yeah, and when we are sacrificing our standards and really just accommodating and molding ourselves around what we think other people are going to want from us, that's fake, that's inauthentic, and it's it's just not honoring to anyone. Um, so I think we we all deserve to level up in this area. And well, and when you reach that bridge of um, the resistance, like you were talking about, you know it's time to level up. It's like oh. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that mental chatter is hard, you know, when you're when you're thinking I totally understand <laughs> when like, you're like, Oh, I this really bothers me and I really I really wanna say this, but then like there's all of this stuff, you know, I don't wanna be demanding, I'm gonna be, you know, perceived as selfish. <laughs> the selfish, you know, buzzword is is so so huge. So, you know, I think that's all the resistance for setting boundaries and standards. I want to go back to requests um, because this is something that we often miss, that requests are a really important part of relationships. And these aren't, you know, like we said before, these are not the non-negotiables. These aren't things that you're like, if you don't do this, I'm I'm not mm-hmm. able to be in relationship with you. We're not a match. It's not saying that. It's just communicating what your desires are. And um, I love... Marie are such a light in this because so many women struggle with saying, man, it would be really meaningful um, if I received flowers at school on the first day of the year. Most women aren't willing to say that unapologetically. And they get shocked. They get shocked that I ask because they think that's like too much to ask. So tell me the resistance that comes up. From them? Uh, from the words that they said, or even in your own brain, why you shouldn't say that? Um, some of the resistance that comes up 
that I hear is um, it's selfish. Um, you can't do that. Like, but why? I, I think I've gone beyond that. So I'm not sure if, if I do know why. I think it's, it's a conditioned way of being. Conditioned that women aren't supposed to ask and but they're just supposed to women know. in general, yeah. And the guy's supposed to just know, like he he cannot read your mind. I'm just saying. Um, nor can anyone in the relationship if we're not putting out our our requests or even ex saying and expressing how we feel. Then um, th they're just guessing, and then they can never be successful. I think I think that's one thing that we miss when we aren't mm. saying what we're expressing is we're not allowing the people in our lives to be successful in the relationship. And it becomes controlling and manipulating. They don't get hints. Our daughters, we raised three daughters, and all three of them said the number one advice we gave them was to ask for what you want. Just can't pull it out of your head. Hints don't work. Mm -hmm. And hints are just... Um, yeah, it's passive aggressive. <laughs> it's like, just come right out and say. All they can say is no, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the worst thing, and, and most likely they'll say yes. Mm -hmm. Wow, I hadn't even thought of that. Well, and It's I, our anniversary. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would really like to go to dinner. <laughs> I think it's a relief when I know what my partner wants, mm -hmm. right? When that communication is open, then it's a relief. I don't want to do the guesswork. Yeah, there's some surprises. It's exhausting. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's a balance where, yeah, it's fun when I can, you know, create some sort of surprise that hasn't yeah. been asked for. But it is also really nice to know what my partner really loves. And when there's no shame around saying this is what I love and I'd really like to have more of it, mm -hmm. you know, um, I really like these particular outings or I'd really like to do this more often or which makes the surprise even more fun because you know they'll like it right so I think that um, it's relief on both sides and and I do think that we have some some old programming as women specifically there's a bit of a gender divide there where women over the last few centuries haven't really it, it hasn't been their role to ask for what mm -hmm. they need it wasn't allowed they were there to cater to men and so i think that there's some hangover from from that old thinking and and we get to heal that right mm -hmm. as partners if you truly have a partnership then that means both people care equally mm -hmm. to um, not accommodate but to um, support and to encourage the other person and it's not a one-way thing it's not one person's role to support it's mm -hmm. both people's role exactly. to support I'm glad you brought that up because I have heard the other way too where the woman was exactly able to ask and then and but didn't allow the space and here's what I would suggest let it be a conversation that's open like once a month a couple of times a year where you say, hey, you know, what are some things, just opening a conversation, say, are you happy with things? Is there something I could do more? Mm -hmm. um, and be open and willing to, well, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I haven't asked this. It, just leaving room and space to have those conversations because sometimes we just, some of us might need an invitation. Like I didn't know that, um, I don't know, 
You see what I'm saying is sometimes just mm-hmm. having that room and that space to have the conversation is enough to say, oh, we haven't looked at this in a little while, especially when you've been married a long time or with your partner for a long time. You sort of forget like, oh, wait, I haven't asked that in a really long time and I would really like to know. Yeah. And I think, you know, what comes up for me listening to this piece of the conversation is um, we often think that we can be healthy enough to make a relationship healthy, which I think is such a huge myth. That's a great. And this is the point where it became so, I became so aware that I was not able to um, make up for my partner's lack of Mm self-worth. So I would ask this question, which I think is a really powerful question. To my partner, I would say, um, how do you feel most loved? Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's really that same. Yeah, it's a great question. That's that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here is how do you feel most loved? And and almost always the response I would get is I don't know. Mm -hmm. And this is where... It is our own work and our own self-awareness that's so key in our relationships. If if you can't love yourself and you can't honor yourself and you don't have clarity about your own needs and and your own desires, you you really can't be healthy Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And that same that same principle applies to your partner. And so it's really important to have a partner that is tapped in to wanting to understand themselves um, so that they can participate in their mm-hmm. relationship. So if I ask the question, how do you feel most loved? And I just get like, mm, gee, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. That's really frustrating. That kind of goes back. You're throwing to, a dart in the dark and hoping that it lands somewhere. Yeah. And there's that quote I, I'm probably going to butcher, but if you don't, have clarity about what you're what you want then you're going to kind of sort of get what you want because mm-hmm. you haven't really you haven't defined what you want and so you're kind of always going to have this sense of you know I haven't gotten what I want mm-hmm. because you haven't defined what you want so how can you ever express to your partner mm-hmm. um, and ever know if your partner's getting anywhere close to the mark if you haven't to find what it is that you want. So I find, you know, this is such an important principle that if your partner can't define what what they want, um, that's a red flag, mm-hmm. or at least it is for me. Well, it's a piggyback because it, it shows that you're not growing together. And what, what the, um, the problem can be is that you grow past that relationship and they stay um, stifled and stuck and and one person I was dating their best days had already happened and and they weren't looking for and that's okay it just wasn't a good fit because I wanted to grow and learn and be the best version of myself and it was very clear and very obvious that that wasn't important to them and it's for me for a relationship to grow we both have to be growing and then our relationship grows on the outside but it, it we both have to be growing for that to really expand, in my opinion, I suppose that's my opinion, but yeah, and what I've witnessed is that if we're both not looking to be the best versions of ourselves, it's usually and just awareness of ourselves. You know, awareness. This, this goes back to you know um, you being able to say, "I really, I really love flowers" mm-hmm. on the first day of school to celebrate the the beginning, right? 
Um, you had to have awareness about what the desire for you. Yes. And and then it therefore made it easier for your partner to meet that need mm -hmm. and gladly step up to that, right? Mm -hmm. But you had to be able to define it yourself mm -hmm. first. Just like when we ask our partner, how do you feel most loved? They have to be able to define that. And then when we're able to both be aware of our own needs and desires um, as a partner, it, it makes it just that much more fun, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, I know they love this, and, and I'm just going to gladly step up to that. And it just makes the relationship so much more fulfilling on both, both sides. But mm -hmm. that awareness is key, and it takes work. Mm -hmm. It takes work to define that, and it takes courage to ask for it. Hi, Abby. Where are we at on time? Hi, Abby. Good morning. We are right at time. Okay. It felt <laughs> like it. perfect. <laughs> it felt like it. Um, all right. Well, as, as usual, we love your questions and comments. So if you feel the need to reach out and tell us um, how we could improve, how we could add something, or if you have a follow-up question, please reach out. Please let us know. You can directly reach me at defytheaverage at gmail.com or you can reach Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. We love to hear from you. It, it, it gives us food for thought and yeah, always helps us level up too. Absolutely. You can also join our Facebook group, Braveheart Conversations, and you can join discussions there. You'll see announcements for our next topics, which reminds me, I should pull up our next topic for the week. Um, bear with me for just a moment here. Um, Braveheart Conversations. We are on episode 75, which is amazing to me. All right, here we go. 75. Celebrating differences in relationships. This is going to be a really juicy one. So... Um, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Differences, instead of finding people who are only exactly the same as you, but really loving um, partnerships or friendships, but really um, seeing the value in having different, um, different elements, different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Capacities. Yeah, yeah, skills, or just... That's your growing edge. That's why we're in relationship with them, to grow some Exactly, more. exactly, but really being able to honor differences in people. Um, so really excited to talk to you guys about that next week. So uh, if you have questions or comments, please send them, and uh, we'll be back with you next Thursday morning, as usual, uh, live in our Facebook group. So I hope you all have a very blessed Wonderful week. Enjoy the sunshine out there while yeah. it lasts. <laughs> okay, bye guys. bye, guys. We love you.